Welcome to Ask the Pastor. I'm Barry Hughes, Senior Pastor of Sun Creek United Methodist Church in Allen, Texas. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. I have three questions I want to talk about. The first one is that the uh, text of Jesus clearing the temple in John chapter 2, Jesus seems angry and he gets physical and turns over the tables, drives out the animals and scatters the coins of the money changers. And that raises the question all the time, what happened to Jesus? (laughs) Where did gentle Jesus go? It's a powerful story because we don't see that side of Jesus very often. We do see it in other places in the gospel where Jesus is uh, angry or Jesus is frustrated, but never in such a powerful way. It's okay for Jesus to be angry. It's okay for us sometimes to be angry. There are some things worth being angry about. Jesus goes to the temple, as was his practice as a faithful Jew, and was struck by the fact that the money changers and the animals had taken up so much room that people couldn't go in the temple just to pray. That practice was important because people needed to make sacrifice of perfect animals. You couldn't travel a long way and end up in Jerusalem with a perfect animal. Uh, You couldn't use the Roman Empire money in the temple because it had graven images on it, so you had to exchange money. All those were good things and helpful things that had a place. But they had come to take the first place, take up too much room, and keep people out. Jesus was angry. Jesus wanted people to be able to have access to the temple where they believed God dwelt, God lived on earth in the temple. And so Jesus runs the animals out and he turns over the tables and he sets things right. He says, let this house be a house of prayer. So let it disturb you that Jesus gets angry. There are things worth being angry about. And there are some tables we still need to turn over and some things we need to clear the way for people to be able to have all the fullness of life God intends them to have, even in this day and time. The second question is about worship. As people came to the temple, the money changers and the animals, all the prescribed sacrifices, all the rules of who could go to this part part of the temple, who could go to that part, who could not come in at all, what are all those rules about? Well, it's important to remember that uh, the Jewish people began this uh, trek that led to this moment in Jesus' life by escaping slavery in Egypt, crossing the Red Sea, wandering in the wilderness. And as they wandered in the wilderness, they forged an identity. God created them to be a certain people, a certain nation. And in the primitive world, the number one characteristic of a people or nation is their religion, their practices around religion. So there are many, many detailed rules in the Bible, in the Hebrew scriptures, particularly Leviticus and the Holiness Code, what could be done and what couldn't be done, exactly how to make the robes, exactly how to make the altar, exactly how to... Everything was prescribed. Why? So that it would be different than everyone else. The Jews did not want to be confused with other gods and other religions. So their practices were set apart, 
very distinctly. And that carried through the ages all the way up to Jesus' time. Somebody didn't just think up a lot of rules. They had a purpose to forge an identity of God's people in those early years of their existence. Related to that is the last question about worship. They had all those rules and all those complicated things. What do we have? What do we try to do when we worship? We just open the doors and hope we fill up the church, right? We don't ask that many questions. We don't have all these requirements. We don't have dress codes. We don't have uh, uh, anything they have to sign to say they believe a certain way, right? That's all true. Worship now for us, certainly at Sun Creek United Methodist Church, is a time where we try to create a space where people can come and encounter God in a powerful way, in a way that they can't by themselves, though we can worship by ourselves. But we want to create a place for community and a place for God to speak and for the Spirit to move, a place where people can leave some things behind for an hour and open their hearts to God, be renewed, feel forgiven, be challenged, be convicted, whatever it is that God wants to do in their life can happen in that space if we create that environment for worship. That's our goal when we worship, that all of us, whether we're starting out in this journey as a believer or whether we've been at it a long time, is that we will encounter God every time we worship in a way that changes our life and moves us more to be the person God created us to be. Well, thank you for letting me talk with you today about these questions. Send some in for next week. I'll see you then.